0: Hello gamers! Welcome to Games and Feelings, an advice show about playing games, being human, and dealing with the fact that those games will involve other humans. I am your host and question keeper, Eric Silver, and the game I wish they would make a remake of is Banjo-Kazooie! Oh, what a
1: shout, Eric! I love that game! Oh, Banjo-Kazooie! Not only
0: do I feel like I am Banjo-Kazooie and that I am a bear with a little bird on my back, that's just how I feel going going through life, but I Mm -hmm. think that... All of these N64 platformers need actual remakes because the camera makes it absolutely garbage to play <laughs> those platformers. Like I need, I need the polygons, I need infinitely more polygons so everything doesn't look spiky. And I yep. just need to be able to jump while having a good camera. Like a, a Super Mario Odyssey style camera, instead nice. of just like the absolute garbage. Mario 64 too! I don't know why Mario 64 doesn't have like a good, good remake instead of just the port that they had in the mm. um, in the most recent thing that came up for the Switch.
1: Interesting. I also have a... actually, is it a Nintendo game specifically? Let me just double check. Uh, it is It is a Nintendo game uh, that I is also. If you're going to ask me the question, I'm assuming you're going to ask me the question. I'm just out here, just, you know, skipping. Oh, you're
0: out. just hanging out. So. Oh, wait. Oh, is that perpetual guest Jasper Cartwright? Jasper Cartwright, Hi. what is a game
1: you wish they would make a remake of? Star Fox Adventures. Ooh, that's the one where you get in the tank, right? Dude, it is one with dinosaurs. You get tanks. Oh, that there are all. The, dude, 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 dude. Star Fox Adventures <laughs> rules. You don't have enough scarabs. Oh, my word. This game slaps so hard. I had a staff, which was my chosen fantasy weapon that sure. I would always pick in, like, any fantasy. I had a cool staff. I got to whack nasty dinosaurs. There were some good dinosaurs. It was I was a fox in space with dinosaurs, and I had to collect scarab beetles to pay for things. Why? Who? Don't care. It was incredible. I love it. Please, please make a remake of Star Fox Adventures. God damn, I
0: love that game. It's possible. It was a GameCube game. Uh, So at least you're not in the weird Wii territory where you need to deal with all the motion controls.
1: Yeah, sure. That's very, very true. It was what a game though. What a game. I used to- I played that game a lot. And do, like actively got to a point where I couldn't get any further because I just didn't know how to play because I wasn't old enough to figure it out. Uh, but oh, i on God. playing the game anyway. I just kind of ran around the same area, just killing the same things. <laughs> um, well, now you have to play. Now there needs to be a remake so you can play it to the end. Yeah, I did. I have no idea what happens at the end of that game. All I had, all I know is I got to a certain point and then the guy went, "You don't have enough scarabs," and then I couldn't get through the door. Okay, it is thirty dollars on eBay right now, and I have a working GameCube, 30? so I might okay. just buy it and then yeah, play. I'll, it for you please dude i'll be there i'll next time i'm in new york we'll just binge that game i reckon we could easily be in a weekend easily. <laughs>
0: oh for sure i'm like, sure easily
1: that game has got to be like five hours long <laughs> those discs were tiny yeah oh yeah <laughs> there's no there's no way it's long jasper you
0: know that size of disc does not equal nah, amount no no, of... no no
1: no excuse me it's just like a vinyl okay <laughs> everyone knows that okay the lines are just a little bit closer together eric <laughs> It's it's the vine of game discs, obviously. It is the it's vine of game seconds. discs, and it's tiny. Uh, so don't even don't even come at me. I just want to say, IGN gave this a nine out of ten. That's
0: so. surprising because this is like the it felt like the forgotten stepchild of Star Fox. Like they were trying to make Star Fox a real thing and take him out of the out of the ship.
1: Yeah, I'm telling you, Star Fox Adventures is incredible. I'm telling you, it is an unbelievable game. I had the greatest time playing that game. Spyro stuff would also be up there, but I feel like we're probably still going to get some Spyro stuff, so I'm not sort of super worried about that. Whereas Star Fox does feel like he's been forgotten. Star Fox only exists now in like Brawl, like or whatever it is. Oh yeah, a, a yeah,
0: yeah. If if there is any Spyro stuff, Amanda will tell me, so I will be on top of that.
1: Awesome, you'll be across that. You'll be across. I will, that. That's uh, that's,
0: uh, that's part of my beat. Uh, I got <laughs> right. I got a guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's on my beat. I love it,
0: <laughs> Jasper. Uh, this is the first. Episode episode we've recorded since we recorded in person together in the uk uh uh, yes twice one in your house and one Mm -hmm. on a stage in manchester uh do you miss me looking deep into your eyes and eating marmite while we record
1: no not at all because um let me tell you why uh marmite is disgusting and seeing you eat it and come to the revelation that it's disgusting as you ate more of it was deeply uncomfortable (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it got saltier as I, I ate it. I told you it gets. Oh, it's so, it's so bad, and it def, it definitely gets worse. It definitely gets worse. No. It's, I, I think it's kind of like, you know how most foods, it will lose, fl- like, in your mind, it will lose flavor as you go, right? Because your mouth kind of, like, adjusts to that taste. So that's what like, I thought. Yeah, but, but like, but it's like, that's why you pay the really expensive money for, like, the really expensive food, because they're, like, they keep evolving in your palate and all of this, you mm. know what I mean? You keep getting new flavors every time you bite it. Marmite is the only stuff so I know where it gets perpetually much worse, that so you bite into it, and you're like, mm, okay, yeah. Yeah. And then it yeah. turns into uh, Flavortown by the end, and the flavor <laughs> is uh, feces.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's salty feces. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: no salted
0: caramel feces. Oh, no, that's worse. That's the worst thing someone said. I'm putting it on you. You have gotten the gross babadook. Um Today, because we're, we're doing this and I don't know when this is going to come out because we're doing some traveling. So if any of you, when this comes out, if any of you are in uh, San Francisco and are going to big bad con, we are Woo! going to be there. So please come hang out with us over there. I don't know how many more episodes we are ahead or when this is coming out. So I think we should just do a lot of advice questions. Yep, we have right. a lot. People, have asked some really interesting questions and i think that okay. we can like ruminate on them and and have our time
1: all right i'm gonna do quick fire today eric you're gonna see a whole new me that gives just short concise answers no we can still like fuck around and talk about oh, whatever no, no, no. While i'm gonna, we I'm do gonna fuck around but i'm gonna give short concise and useful advice you watch me i'm gonna do it it's I like, it, it. like it would be a hard pivot away from what i normally do so. Now, so let's see <laughs> I like what you do that's why we do this
0: podcast together unfortunately oh, yeah. I will not upgrade you from perpetual guest you are not a co-host so you really gotta get on top of it. Uh, I have my fine. my reviews I have this my, I'm holding a clipboard and watching you so you can if you can get elevated Look, co-host
1: Eric said that until the games of feelings Patreon hits 5,000 <laughs> he, said, he said until it hits 5,000 there's not a chance in hell uh, but he said after 5,000 I'll begin in the deliberation process um like he'll begin to think about the possibility the idea of making me co-host uh it's still a like perpetual like a, you know like a not on every episode but like most episodes or whatever like a co-host so uh five thousand patreon uh, patrons that's the that's the goal now uh if you could go and sign up uh that would be that'd be really helpful for me and it would make a big difference to me and my family especially as we are expecting a child so it would be pretty good if my son comes into the world and can feel really proud of me because i'm I'm the co-host of this show. <laughs> Jasper, that's the first time you've said this on this show, which is pretty <laughs> funny. <laughs> You did. I, I honestly, I don't know what it is. You get the most unhinged version of me on this show. Like, yeah. I've still quite often will. I literally the other day I played back the end of the episode uh, where uh, there was just a constant reference to me being like Mel Gibson, um, <laughs> and then me, me at the end, managing to convince you too that that I was stepping down from Three B H to be, to, and Mel Gibson was taking over.
0: I just forgot I forgot you were doing that as a bit. I forgot (laughs) it was happening as a bit And I was like, oh my god, you're stepping down. That's
1: That's crazy Like what what a scoop (laughs) what a scoop for the show reported (laughs) right here. Yes, that was Uh, absolutely feelings. Yeah yeah. Uh,
0: Well, here's the thing we have some questions and we also have some updates So I think we'll swap back and forth between but I want to start with one advice question Mm -hmm. here Uh, This is from fine. Keep your secrets He, him. Mm. In character creation, I ask my players for a secret that their characters are keeping from the world. It can be big, small... I already
1: know where this is going and it annoys me, but carry on. (laughs) It can be big, small, personal, or apocalyptic,
0: but it has to be significant to the character. This has helped to develop more backstory and personality for the PCs and gives me more personalized content I can put into the game. And, like, torture my players with, obviously. Of course. Yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's the subtext there. Yeah. Yeah. I have a
0: new player at my table who's pretty inexperienced with tabletop RPGs. They have great ideas for characters and engage with the game, but their backstories are always amorphous, conveniently changing to suit each new challenge, and they absolutely <sighs> refuse to give me a secret about the character. I don't know if they have a player versus DM Set and don't want to give me something I can use against them later, true, or they just don't know how to build a backstory. I don't want to leave them out when everyone else is getting personal plot points, but I don't have anything to go off of. What can I do?
1: <sighs> Sit this player down and tell them that they have a responsibility to the shared storytelling that the whole table invests in, and that them currently bucking that trend is making it actively worse for everyone, including you as the DM, and this is frustrating and annoying. I, f- I can only imagine how frustrating it is when they happen to pull out a piece of their backstory that you haven't been sent or been told that just conveniently allows them to, like, have advantage on this thing they're about to do. That's just... In no universe does that make sense unless they were some sort of time wizard who got stuck in an infinite loop of possibilities and they're actually a 20th level Doctor Strange build or something. Like, it's just... Uh, uh, so, I think, look, you got to sit your player down, you got to say, listen this is not a competition. You're not here to win. You're here to have fun. Uh, Please give me your backstory. It's Helpful. And then you just live in that, and everyone else get, will get their moments too, and you share it out in a lovely, open, shared way. Not like this, because this is the wrong way to do that.
0: <laughs> All right, I'm taking on my clickboard. Four out of five stars in concise. Thank Pretty you. Pretty informative. That's three out of five. Whoa, uh, performative
1: was three out of five?
0: I- informative.
1: Oh, inform. I thought you said performative. I was like, you wait for the next question, then I'm going to go for it. <laughs> perform
0: Formative five out of five. Try hard, zero out of five, unfortunately. Uh, um, Yeah, I think that it's without the part about being an experience for tabletop RPGs, I would have thought that they're being very resistant and just like want to win. But I think that there is a very tricky balance of getting people to understand that this is both a game and a storytelling device at the same time. So it's yeah. like if you don't write down what your character is, you mm-hmm. are not you are a background actor. You are a you are mm-hmm. a guy who dies early in an action movie, right? Yep. You need to give me, you need to make this character like you are reading in a book or watching in a movie. You need to tell me what it is so you can have plot points. Because yes. the only thing you're doing is hurting yourself. Mm -hmm. I think everything Mm -hmm. you said about like hurting the collective is fine, but I think that if you say to them, you are doing a disservice to your own experience and for me to give you attention if you don't write down for me what your actual backstory is.
1: Yeah, and just like giving yourself and the DM the freedom to actually explore this character and to actually do something and accomplish something meaningful. Yeah, I think saying exactly what you just said there is like being like, hey, look, this is... The only way that you're not going to be... This isn't going to be like a superfluous thing. I think the crux of it is for me is like trying to get them to realize that there's no winning in the game. You know what I mean? That's what it feels like they're coming into this. And I think, like you said, like balancing between winning a game or it being a game and being a storytelling device. It's like, I think right now they're like 100% in column A, which is like winning the game. And they need to be like... 50-50, 50-50, if not, like, ideally, like, 40-60. You know what I mean? Like, yes, you're there to, like, beat your way through the things, but, like, 60% of this is, like, a, a good storytelling uh, experience for, for all of those people involved. Um, but I definitely get you. I don't think it's, like, malicious. Uh, it's just it's just frustrating when you're like, but what do you mean you have a secret but you won't tell me? I'm the DM. Like, the whole point is that I know everything. Yes. <laughs> like, that's, that's literally the point. <laughs> it's... I don't. This has not happened to me
0: before, but I yeah. The, the, the something comes out of nowhere. They tell me what's going on. I'm like, I'm. What do you mean? I'm doing the storytelling. What are you talking about? Yeah, like, (laughs) I might
1: invite you to say something or to describe something, but, like, unless I do, stay in your lane, my friend. Like, unless you want to become, be the DM, I'll happily, like, I'm definitely at the point in my life where I'm like, hey, look, if you want to DM for me, you can DM for me. That is fine. Like, I've DM'd enough. I'm good. Yes. But, like, uh, yeah, I think...
0: Uh, I didn't yeah. spend 5 hours this week prepping the session for you to say actually I know how to swim really well because I grew up with Murfolk. I'm like, "Shut the fuck up. No you didn't." No you didn't.
1: <laughs> no you you just didn't though. You just didn't. I have had an experience where a player turned around to me and said, "Oh, uh, I took an item." And I was like, "Cool. Okay, what is the item?" And they're like, "I'm not going to tell you." Heee. And I was like, "What? What do you mean? You're not going to tell me?" That you no you have to tell me. And he went, "No, no, no I'm not going to tell you." No. Okay, well, how about this? you can try and use it at some point, but then I'm just going to tell you, no, you don't have that. And he was like, okay. (laughs) And I was like, okay, strange. And then we got into the thing and he took like a, uh, uh, it was like an orb of disappearance or something. It basically casts like dimension door or something. No, 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 banishment, sorry. Like three times a day. And I was like, get the hell out of here! No! Like, Absolutely it was like, not! They were, they were level 3. I was like no, that's a, like a 4th level spell. You won't hit that until you're like level 9 and that's if you're like a wizard or something. Like, get out! No you don't. I'm like, I literally described as I was like, okay, so you pull this orb out, you look down, you realise there's actually just like a round piece of glass that you have <laughs> seriously overcharged for and now you have less money than you actually thought you did because you massively overspent <laughs> on this piece of crap that is not what the person told you it was like and and you know what the crazy part is this item that i don't know where they'd found it but it was like the the dc was like 19 for freaking banishment i was like oh my god
0: i've spent so much time like doing this recorded and on stage where like you Mm. need to kind of keep it up because you're doing it for performance that like if this happened to be in a home game i would literally stop and i'd say I'd say, Jeremy, what the fuck are you talking about?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Listen here, Mr. Cobb, okay? I need you to straighten out, okay, sir? Because you don't have that, and you know you don't have that. You've played enough of this game, sir. No, not, not
0: your co-host, Jeremy Cobb. This is a different Jeremy. No, no, no Jeremy. my co-host, Jeremy
1: Cobb. Uh, that's, the, that's who we're talking about in this uh, scenario. Yeah.
0: Like, yep. hey, hey, Jeremy, it's 8.30 on a Tuesday. I have work in the morning. No, you fucking don't. This is stupid.
1: <laughs> like, I have a mortgage to pay, Jeremy. No, you don't, okay? I have serious things to worry about in my life, and you having this ability is should not be one of them. <laughs>
0: there, there is such a trade-off of... I spent all the time prepping this game, and I know how to play it the best as the person who runs runs a tabletop RPG game. Mm. And in exchange, let me do funny voices for you. Like, let me tell you what happens next. That's the only thing I get from this. While yeah. you get to sit there and fucking watch me do things for sixty percent of the time, and, and eat snacks while I'm know, speaking,
1: and keep yeah. track of the canon, like, and actively and actively rip into all of my NPCs, point out. All the plot holes and all of the like you know things that don't make sense make fun of how bad my accents are
0: while you're yeah, doing yeah, nothing yeah. and eating jujubes like this is the <laughs> one thing i need you to do <laughs> uh, <laughs> this yeah, is the contract was... i have work in the morning i gotta I take work. the train and it takes 45 minutes <laughs> Please, please. I think about that shit all the time. They're like, we are living in just the worst time, at least in the United States. Actually, no, similar in the UK because we have similar government structures in that you had Margaret Thatcher and we had Ronald Reagan. Like the worst time to be a working class, someone in the working public, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not even talking working class. Anyone who has a job and you're going to ruin my time of fancy free because you decided you don't want to come up with a
1: secret. Come on. Come on. (laughs) Come on. Nah, And the worst part is, I don't think they, I think they have come up with a secret. They're just not telling you. <laughs> it's almost, I I can't decide which is better
0: because I'm looking at the question. It's either, so that's, that's the type of person that they do, that you're saying. I think mm. this player, they say explicitly in the question, they refuse to give me a, oh, I guess, no, they refuse to give to me give a secret me. about the character and conveniently change their backstory to suit each new challenge. That's that secrets. Is, that's Those are all so, secrets then. But that's so <laughs> childish. That's like, no, oh. Uh, actually, I have um, yes! a
1: shield that, of invisibility, so um, actually whatever you do doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. Like You see off in the distance, this giant red dragon comes towards you, and then the player step, steps forward and goes, oh, yeah, my pet dragon. I've left him at the, up the mountain. Here he is. <laughs> that <laughs> might be enough. Yeah, this that is my secret, be... dude. This is my secret. Look, I wrote it down on a piece of paper here. It says I have a pet red dragon. There he is. Well, I wrote
0: it down on <laughs> the sheet that you gave me, so I'm going to do it, but I don't know how... I- I don't know how to do any checks, so it's just, it just is what it is.
1: Yeah, it doesn't really feel like animal handling because it's not an animal, it's a dragon, so it's fine. <laughs> don't worry about it. We'll just have him obey my every order. It's Let's fine. Let's just he hand just wave it and it's dragon. mine.
0: Yeah, it's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that if you can show them what it looks like to other people, I think that might help. I just think that sure. they don't have any awareness of how, like, what the, I guess, ritual of yeah. tabletop RPGs is. Y-
1: and I also, uh, I'm a slightly more serious note. One piece of advice that I might give is like, which I think is, is kind of what you were hitting at there, uh, Eric, is just like, try and uh, like showcase what like a really good secret or a really good backstory looks like. You know yeah. what I mean? Like have a session which is all about like one player and even say to the guys like, hey, this is like their session or we in like their story arc right now. So for the next four sessions, we're kind of focusing on them and their story and you give them all the license to describe the village or the town that they come from and, and, you know, describe all of the people that they know from the town and all of the stuff that they, you know, have in the town and whatever. And all of that, you're mm. sort of kind of just saying, hey, look, this is really good. Look at all this stuff that they have, and all this enjoy. How much fun they're having right now because they gave me like these little things. And I guarantee you, you know, if this person is invested and like enjoys playing D and D, they're gonna be to that. They're going like, "Oh man, I want this. I want my own arc." And it's like, yeah, well, exactly. I can't give you your own arc if I don't know who you are. If you're an amorphous blob. From, you know, I was about to joke and say from the planet Necron. But even if I knew you were from the planet Necron, I could do something about it. You know what I mean? I don't even <laughs> yeah, know that yeah. much. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe yeah. Show, showcase a really good backstory in secret. I think
0: that's a very good idea. It's yes, that, that's a very you need to prove it to them first and be like, mm. you don't get this because you haven't told me anything. So I can't help you. That's a very, that's a super good idea.
1: So basically take the pie out of the oven, waft it under their nose, and then say you don't get this.
0: Yeah, it's like, well, you haven't given me a pie recipe, so I can't make you a pie. I can't.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You contributed nothing to this pie, so we're going to eat this pie and you're going to sit there and watch us eat it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Jasper, do you want to hear how we helped someone? Yeah,
0: please. Please. Uh, this is from uh, Electronically Illiterate, who was asking us if they should get a Steam Deck. Do you remember that?
1: Ooh, yeah, let's go. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. We,
0: and basically, I think we came down on just do it, and I said yep. that like having a powerful console that's also um, handheld is really good for feeling like an adult, because of my yes. experience with the Switch.
1: Yes, I remember. I remember.
0: <laughs> okay. Hi, thanks so much for reading my question on the show. I was so excited to hear your thoughts. Wanted to update. I did get a Steam Deck, and yes! I've been obsessively playing Baldur's Gate 3 on it.
1: Yes! <laughs>
0: As someone yes. who doesn't play video games often, this has been a game changer. Bang, yes. Nice. I love being able to sit next to my partner playing my game while he studies for his exams. I absolutely support Jasper for also getting one.
1: Hey, honestly, as you said, Baldur's Gate 3, I have sat there countless times in the last few weeks being like... Man, I'm on the like I'm on the sofa downstairs. I'm gonna set the scene for you. I'm on the sofa downstairs. Yeah. Eric will know exactly what I'm talking about because he's been on that sofa. Underneath, what am I underneath, Eric? Oh, that weighted blanket, baby. That weighted blanket, baby. Okay, and I'm watching something on TV and I'm sitting there playing Magic: The Gathering or something on my phone. And I'm thinking, damn, I would love to play some Baldur's Gate right now, but yeah. that's upstairs on my PC. It's my my office chair is not the most comfortable because it's getting a little bit old. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I just kind of wish I could just pull up boulders gate and play it right here but i also don't want to get it on the ps5 because i've already got it on my pc and blah, 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 blah. i need to get a stream deck i need to get a steam deck i need to get a steam deck it's as simple as that yeah so yeah
0: i think that's something that we didn't explore but another part of like adulting is like mm. you need good back support and you can't yeah. always be sitting in an office chair laying on your couch play and you want to be playing your game i think that's worth mm. the amount of money because we have we have jobs let's spend it on things we fully need.
1: fully i i uh i've got a i've got a big job coming up at the moment and i think if it, if it pays off sweetly i think i can imagine a steam deck being right up there as my uh as my little my little treat to myself be like hey dude you know what you deserve this yeah you heckin deserve this so here you go
0: after getting, like, 15 years of avocado toast rhetoric shoved down our throats that we're ruining our financial future by going to brunch, like, people are allowed to buy luxuries, things that make them happy. Like, you good. I'm glad you spent your money on this.
1: 15 years of avocado toast rhetoric is phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, the Tories ran on that last, last election, right? Oh, oh, man, it's so true. And it's also such crap. 100% true. Hey, it's Eric,
0: and I just made some maple breakfast sausage. That's right, it's fall, and I made breakfast for dinner, so you're going to eat it. Now, if you like me, Eric Silver, as a person, and you're also excited that you're getting a little crispy outside, please join the Patreon, patreon.com gamesandfeelings. Obviously, it s- supports multitude, it supports everything that we do here. We're able to pay me and Jasper and all of our wonderful guests, but like... Come on, just tell me you like me. Tell me you like me. You get ad-free episodes, you get Patreon-exclusive replay episodes, and there's a special portal just for you for your Q&A episodes. It's all there, and of course, you get to hear your name all the time. Shout-out to producer-level patrons Polly Bridge, Kelsey Duffy, and Peyton, who would never raise prices on video game developers if they were in a position to raise prices on video game developers. Uh, We don't have time to talk about the Unity thing, but it's very similar to what happened to the OGL just in the beginning of the year, but for, like, indie video game people. They would never do this uh, because they're great. So, uh, yeah, join the Patreon, patreon.com slash gamesandfeelings. It's also a wonderful day to try another show from the Multitude Collective. It's getting cool, it's getting crispy, which means it's getting spooky, and that means you got to listen to Spirits, a history and comedy podcast focused on everything folklore, mythology, and the occult, led by Julia and Amanda. Both people have been on this show. They tell a story from a mythology and folklore over drinks every single week, everything from the mythological origins of Lord of the Rings and Wonder Woman to modern urban legends to a roundup of werewolf stories from around the world. There are 300 plus episodes. They've released over seven years. There's so much to enjoy. Just search your favorite monster. It's probably in there. Dive in at spiritspodcast.com or search for spirits wherever you get your podcasts. We are sponsored by Elderwood Academy, a group of artists hand-making immersive and custom D&D accessories just for you. You might know them from their Hex Chest dice boxes or the Spell Gaming Box family. They're really cool. They sent us a sample. Um, there's the Spell box you can kind of just like... Put little dice in, keep all of your stuff in it, and you feel like a little wizard. They've been at this since 2014, innovating creative and artistic gaming accessories, and they're here to support the community. All of their items have support for life, so you know you're getting something good when you're buying it. Use code FEELINGS to get 10% off at ElderwoodAcademy.com. Get that sale, too. Tell them we sent you. Use code FEELINGS for 10% off at ElderwoodAcademy.com. And now back to the show. All right, uh, Uh, I have another. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah, I have another update for you, but I'm gonna do. We're gonna do another question first. I really like this one. This is from Best Player Two. I'm co-best manning my friend's wedding. I don't know what that means, other than his request to have a bachelor party game night. Oof, fun. The best other best man and I agreed on running a King of Games tournament for the occasion with a knockoff WWE belt on the line.
1: Yes! Incredible. Oh! Can I come? Can I get two can we get two tickets? Me and Eric will be there. <laughs> oh Jasper, okay. hold on. Wait, hold on a second. Oh no no, no Okay, I've got to well. I've got to go. Well. I've got to go. I'm sorry.
0: My friend loves the idea even though he's not the best at competitive games. What advice do you have making and running a best at game style tournament? How can we make sure my friend gets a prize to remember the event with, even though we're going to demolish him in the tournament without it feeling like a cheap participation trophy? Would you and Jasper like to fly to Arizona in the summer yes! to compete?
1: Yes, yes, I do. Yes, I'll fu- I'll fucking be there. I'll fucking be there. I'm not even joking, I'll be there for this. Like I'm ready. Can I say I'm ready and I'm gonna beat all your asses. Honestly like, I'm win same. that
0: belt. Absolutely same. I wanna do this so much. <laughs> this is another, this is kind of just like a stag party fact for you, Arizona uh-huh. is becoming like a new stag destination, uh, hen and stag S- party destination, okay, uh, that's That is
1: really interesting.
0: I think it's because like, it's, you know, people like going to the Southwest, you can go outside if you want, there's a lot of space, blah, 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 and like, so you can get like a ton of stuff on Airbnb for it. So I just think it's all, like, the fact that it's like in Arizona, I'm like, oh, that kind of makes sense, I like that.
1: Nice, okay. They're nailing it, they're nailing it. Okay, cool. So we're going to be there, so this is exciting. Um,
0: <laughs> uh, Jasper, actually, I can speak to this directly. This was my bachelor party. You did the same. Uh, you did the same thing. My my best person, Hetty, ended up putting together a tournament of games for me, which I didn't even know was happening. It was totally a surprise.
1: Incredible. Okay, well, then you jump in. Like, what worked? What didn't work? What notes would you have for your best person? <laughs> uh, no, no. But like, yeah. What, like, like, tell us firsthand. Let's go.
0: This it was really really fun. Uh, I think that you, what you need to do is you need to give out random bonus points for other things that are not games. I think that that's yes. also part of it. He's like, so something that she did was that she gave me a D twenty and I could roll it at any time, and then we would check on a on like a uh, yes uh, uh, like a list of dares to do that we would just yep. have to do throughout the entire thing. So we you did can, the same
1: on mine. Uh, it was very fun. Yeah. I, well, mine was uh, uh, was slightly different in the sense that well I did have a D20 but then I was also dressed as a referee because I enjoy football Mm. and I could give out yellow and red cards if people didn't do the things that I asked them to do and so like I think that felt like a really big fun like trophy for me like empowering me to almost like my instinct is like empower this person to be like the DM of this of these games or yeah. something. You know what I mean? Cause like that I think would be very fun for them.
0: They don't have to win. You're the guy the yeah. guy who's getting married doesn't have to win. I think he's just gonna be happy that it's happening. Like yeah, having sure. someone plan something for you. To me, and maybe this is my love language or whatever the fuck. Like, that feels so nice that I don't have to do it. He's just going to want to commemorate it. Get him a a belt that has a secret belt or trophy that has nothing to do with the competition. Being like, this is your bachelor party belt. Like, here you go. And I think that he'll just like that he has something to commemorate it for. But yeah, make sure he can participate. But really, the competition, I agree with you, the competition is not really for him. It is for everyone else to compete for his favor.
1: (laughs) Can I, yes, well, can I throw in a suggestion here? Please. So my suggestion might even be, right, that uh, the, the he can obviously participate in these games, and look, hey, if, if it truly is that he is just, like, nowhere near as actually good as you guys and there is actually zero chance of you winning, then my suggestion would be, make this man the Roman Emperor, okay? Let him adjudicate on these games, and let him throw in obstacles just yes. for funsies. Like, he can just say, hey next 10 seconds, left hand behind your back, go. Like, whatever the game is, you've now got to play, You one dude has got to play it with one hand behind that's his so back. Awesome. or something. Like Or he can have a roll table, you can do it however you want to, like, whatever flavor of the, you know, if, if it's like a sports thing is like the vibe, yeah. or if it's, you know, like Mario, you know, if it's Mario then you could do like a Wario party style thing where it's like, oh, you have to play the game, but the, con, like, whatever you're playing, has you have to do it all with your head now because no, that's the that. sort of stuff they do in Wario party or whatever like i ju- like i think there's a way that you could flavor Him doling out these like little, not like punishments, but like little kind of like obstacles and whatever. And at the end of the game, he can just decide who gets the most points because maybe it's like, oh, well, okay, objectively, you won the game, but you put in like a really good performance and you did the whole thing, we're like playing with your nose. So I'm going to give you a bonus point or I'm going to, do you know what I mean? Whatever it is. I feel like that would not only be more fun than a participation trophy, but would also yield the silliest. Results, oh, yeah. which is ultimately what you want for the like for the vibe of the party, right? You want like what's like the silliest, most fun we can have in like this allotted period of time, and especially if your dude's having a drink, the wheels are going to come off and it's going to be hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I was chasing people down the street in my bachelor party trying to give them a red card, and they were <laughs> literally running out of the bar because they knew they'd have to do another shot if I gave it to them. That's so they awful. just ran away from me, and it was. <laughs> incredible. <laughs> yeah, give him a coupon book.
0: Like it'd be like, "Hey, yeah. so because you're the bachelor, you can give people these hazards whenever you want." I yeah. uh, what I'm just trying to frame though. I'm not saying it's a participation trophy. I don't think anyone will think it is because it's the party's already for him. Like sure. he Sure. It is in his honor. Yes, he is the king. He's the Roman emperor. Like, the king doesn't come down and play in the joust, you know? Mm-hmm. He can still mm-hmm. compete, for sure, because he loves games, and that's what he wants. I don't even think that anyone is going to think... I don't even think that that's a problem. The the question no. asked by the question asker, I don't even think is necessarily an issue.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely not. And I think, I think what is wonderful about when I... Whenever we get questions like these, I love it so much, because I always think to myself, like, look... You've already nailed it. The fact that you're this aware and conscious enough to like reach out to a podcast for advice or like even just write this down and think about this, you're already gonna make this such an amazing experience for this guy. So, like, I would say whatever your worries are, like, already know that you're nailing it. And anything you do from this point is gonna be icing on the cake. Like, this guy is gonna have an incredible time. So will we. So excited to come. We will be there. Arizona, baby, let's go! It's also already in the question He wants a game night He loves the idea
0: You're telling yes. us he's bad at games Like That, <laughs> that, that is I, your, your are You're writing fan. in to tell us Hey, my this guy Getting married sucks at games We're putting something <laughs> on for him But he fucking blows Like, what do you want us to do about it? The, I'm sorry
1: The funniest thing about this is the fact that That is, the, that is pretty much the most important important part of this message is that your friend sucks at games <laughs> and that you and that he sucks that badly that you had to do you know what as another part of this like send him my way i'll give him a one-to-one on a game pick pick a game i'll give him a one-to-one lesson we'll get him better at it so he can win at least one of these games like put him through boot camp or something like you got to get good at one of these games okay oh my God. like you know, bit like Rocket League or something. I don't know anything. Just pick something <laughs> where it's like, look, just play this for two hours a day until your bachelor party. D- don't worry, your fiance, yeah, fine. She'll be annoyed about it, but just play this game for two at least two hours a day and get good at it so you can win at least one of these games. Yeah. God, so so funny! So funny. <laughs>
0: this this uh, best player too is is really roasting, <laughs> roasting their bachelor friend. It's so I'm funny.
1: a I'm a big fan of this energy. I'm a big fan of this energy, and I think this bachelor party is gonna be incredible. Are you excited to go, Eric? Are you really? Uh, are you buzzing?
0: Uh, you know, our Arizona's pretty hot in the summer, but it's a dry heat. So, Ooh, I think the, we'll sweat it out and we'll be able to. Perfect
1: for a nice, like, a nice beer, like a nice stout, maybe? Okay. No, okay. no, no absolutely not. <laughs> no, Jasper, not it's going hard. to be like 40 degrees. <laughs> Woo! Arizona is a desert, right? Arizona is so in the desert, like... yes, yes, yes. Right, okay, cool. 40 cool, 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 degrees cool, cool, cool,
0: cool. Celsius, my friend. It is. Okay, let's give, you, it give me four. a crisp
1: lager, then, in, in which case, give me yeah. a crisp lager.
0: Well, jumping into a pool perpetually is going to be great. Yes.
1: I think it's also worthwhile to do games like. You
0: know, if you have a pool, do a cannonball contest or something. Don't just do, yeah. you know, do all types of games and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah Or subjective yeah, yeah. ones, like where someone gets judged instead of like it being competitive, straight competitive. Yeah,
1: like embarrassing yourself in public or. <laughs> yeah, there, that, like that could be a yeah. game, 100%. Or, yeah, someone, or a forfeit. <laughs> yeah. Who orders the worst
0: thing for breakfast at, at the diner you all go to? Oh, and you've got
1: to eat it, of well. And then you have to eat it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. rough. Like, you've got to get... Like, when you're hungover, you've got to order a pizza and Dunkin' milkshake or something and eat the whole thing like that. You have to order the worst... And then drink the milkshake afterwards. Yeah.
0: <laughs> order the worst thing for breakfast for under $20 and then eat at least 50% of yeah, it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, cool. you have to pay for all this disgusting yeah,
0: food. Th- yeah, and whoever got <laughs> the best meal has to pay for everything, 100%. Yeah. That's yeah, very gross. funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm loving this. This is going to be so good. Jasper, you want to hear about an update from uh, someone else who wrote in?
1: Yes, please. Oh, I did just realize, however, that we are going to be at that bachelor party. So I might just don't do not do the thing about the food I said. <laughs> I don't don't do because I don't want to do that. So, <laughs> Jasper, can you bring
0: Marmite <laughs> over to for the bachelor
1: party? Yeah, but I, I cannot and will not drink it. Uh, so, or eat it, or whatever it is. Yeah, updates. Let's go,
0: Jasper. Do you remember the question about the barbarian who had another player hit them in order to keep their rage going?
1: Yes, yes. I remember this very well. Okay, uh, yeah.
0: as, as if you remember, the DM hated it. The players thought it was yep. funny, and that created a bunch yep. of tension. So here's the update to that. Turns out we were all reading the rules wrong. <laughs> 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 ah! I didn't need to land the attack, just make it, so it's less of a problem. <laughs> Turns out the game is ba- it's actually kind of balanced when you play
1: it as intended. That is absolutely and utterly hilarious. Is that true? That you just have to attempt to make an attack? Yeah. I guess I didn't even think that you need to do an attack instead of hit it. No, I, I thought you had to deal damage or take damage. I thought that was the 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 rules as as wrote if that's the case i've been playing it wrong this whole time yeah let me let me look at it up. let me look it up jeez i should go right for polygon or something <laughs>
0: stop we are not talking about that article on this episode. <laughs> that article came out like three weeks ago we cannot talk about it uh okay let me look at rage because i think we talked about it um, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah i think we did but i swear it's de- dealing and taking damage if it's just making an attack
0: Yes, it ends, your rage lasts for one minute, it ends Mm -hmm. early if you're knocked unconscious, or you're turn ends and you haven't attacked a hostile creature since your last turn or taken damage. So I think it's just about swinging. So you just got to swing for the fences. That makes sense, though. They're like, you got to, you have to be fighting the whole time. It doesn't matter if you hit something. It's about intention.
1: I don't know. I feel like it's pretty deflating if you whiff, like (laughs) if you just like fully whiff and don't do any kind of damage and then like, you know what I mean? Like that might be. It's more about, uh, I think,
0: engaging in combat. Something I've been thinking a lot about is that I saw that, like someone tweeted, like, fi- D&D 5th edition is a mech game because you have sets of fighting controls, and you have sets of interactive controls when you're outside of fighting, much For like sure. if you're in a mech, and I'm like, oh, that's yeah. the smartest thing I've ever heard. That's smart. So that's it's smart. more about, yeah. like, participating in violence and, or or in right. that your choice is violence, is kind sure. of the what they're trying, the intention behind the thing, which I think is kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, uh, well, in which case, yeah, absolutely right, in which case, yeah. not an issue Stop each other <laughs>
0: but also i mean the, the question asker makes a good point fights go so much more smoothly because again if you if you need to do or take damage the whole time then you'd have to find these exploits it's more yeah. about i'm engaging in fighting for a full minute which makes sense with rage
1: i would uh okay so just a little bit of follow-up advice then would be uh may i request that you spend a little bit of time uh ask your dm obviously uh but spend a little bit of time maybe. Maybe like two sessions or so just shopping around for a foam hammer um and then that way should there be no enemies that you can actually feasibly attack uh but you want to keep it going you can just take out the foam hammer and attack your friends mm. with the foam hammer
0: I like. That I think your DM. Reverse, I think a
1: DM would really appreciate that. You're just
0: reversing <laughs> the loophole. You're just turning it. You're just like turning it around. The loophole still
1: exists. Yeah, you yeah, know exactly That's what I'm saying. They get to attack their friends, but it just won't do any damage to their friends because it's a foam hammer. Yeah. I and mean, you can put, you know, your whole weight into it, like, it, you know, it's fine. It's wild how much this just gets resolved by rereading the rules. Like, go read. <laughs> Everyone learn to read. Um, Guys, I don't want to tell you. We're actually gonna stop doing games and feelings. This is the very last episode because we've realized that all you need to do is just reread the rules. Be nice to your
0: friends. Have <laughs> and fun re-read. and read
1: the rules. That's it. And read that's it. it. And that's it. Done. That's all the advice you're ever gonna get from us. It's can be fall into one of those three categories. <laughs> yeah. I, there is. They
0: did add, add an extra. Extra paragraph saying that Mm. uh, question askers character and one other character are very silly TM. And since canonically, my character has yelled to be punched. I like that they kept the thing canonically in in world, Mm -hmm. even though it was a lot. It was a loophole. Uh, They think that this is how I want to be shown affection and punch me semi regularly because they care. (laughs) I have returned the affection nice. by chasing them with body parts of fallen foes after a battle, <laughs> or trying to convince them that I became a werewolf slash zombie, etc., after fighting very normal wolves or any type of undead. Everyone <laughs> in the group, including the DM, thinks this is very funny.
1: That's actually really like I like. Do you know what? That doesn't happen enough. Like that you make characters that are just straight up jokers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like even in like comedy forward podcasts, I feel like it's still rare that you make a character that is just a straight up dingus. You know what I mean? It's right. just like, just like the big battles just happened, and then my guy's over there puppeting the lich, being like, oh look at me, I'm a lich. You know what I mean? Like I just more of that energy, please. <laughs>
0: I kind of like that. I think then more. Marvel the Marvel movie comedy mm. the quippiness yes. has yes. has jumped ahead of that and then when we get something like Deadpool it's so overt and stupid and fourth mm. wall breaking that like you can't th- this was something the first rule we had for joining the party is that mm jokes needed to be in worlds we couldn't just make references right and this was all the way back in like 2017 and i think that that, that's kind of nice i want that i want a character to make jokes in world for everyone to laugh at both player and character i think that's pretty funny
1: i like that absolutely Big fan of that. Uh, the next character I play, um, the I, I'm gonna the next big thing that I get, I'm gonna pick a character who is just obscenely silly. I did actually, to be fair, I did do, this is a fun story, I did do this once. You can go and check this out. Uh, it's over on the Hero Forge channel. I had an absolute blast, but I definitely felt like this was maybe a time where I I may have not like, got the memo entirely because <laughs> everyone else came up with some really heartfelt backstories. And I was playing a, a lich who was trying to reform and really loved his plants. And I doubt it was the silliest. Character, I think I've ever played. And I, I was that. in, and uh, you can see my face. There's people having really like ho- like heartfelt one to one like backstory chats, and literally, I'm there talking to my skeleton called Paul Junior, <laughs> and I'm going, like, I'm sat there like, yes, I need to water my peace lily. It's helping me forgive the sins of my past, where I caused genocide in four different planets. <laughs>
0: That's what you're supposed to do for a one shot. What you're gonna make a yeah. d- a hard backstory That's for what a one shot.
1: That's what I thought, but it wasn't the case. It wasn't the case, but it was very fun, and I enjoyed it. So uh, <laughs> go check out Paul and his peace lily. I love
0: that. I think that's very. I think that's very funny. Uh, do we have another one? Yeah, I got another. Like, let's do one more question. Yeah. I have a question that I've been sitting on for a little while because what they're posing. Is it comfortable? Yeah, it's pretty comfy. It's 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 supports my back, which is fine.
1: Hey, that's what you need. That's what you need.
0: The question is crazy. The situation this person has put themselves <laughs> in is ridiculous, and I think it's right. ridiculous. However, they seem to be chill with it. So the, I don't even know. So the question is hard. It, like the answer is going to be, all right, good for, uh, I'm glad you're enjoying
1: this, right? Okay, I'm going re- I'm to, I'm not going to find this ridiculous. I'm going to be as, earn- I'm going to react to this as earnestly as I possibly can. And not think this is ridiculous. I'm gonna be like, imagine I was in this position and that I was also okay with it. Okay. Let's go.
0: This is from When Too Big Might Go Home, but
1: just not yet.
0: It's, there, it's already
1: hard. This is already hard. This is a great name. It's a great name. <laughs>
0: Hi. Is a 12-person Dungeons and Dragons campaign too big? Mm. Do you have any tips for how to manage a large party playing D&D? Have I bitten off more than I can chew? Maybe, but I love a good challenge. <laughs> It's a mix of family members and friends, ages 12 to in their 40s. I've been a player in a couple campaigns before with small groups, but this is my first time DMing. This campaign is the first time the squad has played together, and most of the players are new to D&D. So far, everyone says they're having a good time, and they keep showing up every week. I'll take that as a win. And I'm genuinely having fun, but I don't want to get burned out. Obviously, rolling initiative is vital and keeping track of a large group, but I'm worried that only doing battles will be repetitive and boring. Lots of puzzles I find online involve only one to four players at a time. Do you have any suggestions for where to find other game mechanics that involve everyone without folks getting lost in the sauce? I use a timer so decisions are made quicker and can make up, edit plot points on the fly, but this gets tiring. I'm open to any recommendations. Thank you for your time and thoughts. I love the show and your energy. What the fuck did you get yourself into? <laughs> wow you're like you're like leading okay. <laughs> you're like leading a, a math class every time you play Dungeons and Dragons.
1: Wow. Wow, it's like it's like maths and RE. If you have RE, do you have RE in America? What's that? Just like religious studies. It's like a like you know. It's like or like you know. It's kind of like humanities. Uh, it's like t- talking about like uh, governing and oh yeah, like so- yeah We and, call that social studies. Yeah, of course. It's like social studies and maths. You're do- like you're doing a combination of those two classes. You're in you're one.
0: leading a middle school class right now at like a good school.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wow. Um. I do have a very earnest piece of advice though which I think is might actually uh, solve a lot of problems. Sure. Split this party in half. <laughs> like and yeah. I don't mean leave six people out. I mean uh, in the very first time I ever played D&D, it was run by the aforementioned Jeremy Cobb uh, because he had basically just started playing Dungeons and Dragons and he wanted to play some more of it. We were in this podunk town in the south of England. There was nothing to do. There was like a leisure center and like a big shop. That was basically all there was. And then like the theater that we were performing in. And so he suggested us playing D&D. And because everyone was so bored, like the whole cast and crew put their hand up and said, yes, we want oh, to play. Jesus. And he was like, oh, yike because it was like 11 people or something. and But what we would do, and it was so much fun, is that basically we would alternate sessions between two different groups. And we, But what we would do is everyone would still come and sit and like participate kind of, you know, either just be in the background, just like chilling out, hanging out, oh. like half listening, half paying, you know what I mean, paying attention, whatever it may be. Because it also then meant, like, if something in particular happened, you know, then maybe there was a chance for, like, one of your characters to, like, jump in and help the other party out and meet the other party. And then one of the, that party might leave and go somewhere else and they'd hook up with the other party. And so it was a really, really fun kind of, like, shared world thing that was happening. It really made the, the group that wasn't playing feel like, oh, there's so many more secrets and stuff to find, which is really cool. And then we ended up at uh, one point, like, following the other group and, like, traced, like kind of, like, we'd go through and be like, what happened here? And there was just all these, like, dead goblins on the floor. And we'd be like, whoa, what the, Well, Something came... Something horrible must have come through this way. And it was just the other adventuring party. Um, and so that that worked really well. And then we basically built up to a boss... Like, one big boss fight against an elder brain, which then required, like, all of us. But then what was also really clever about that is that Jeremy put in a bunch of stuff that would, like effectively, like, not take them out in an unsatisfying way, but basically, like, eliminate certain players oh. because they were failing roles and stuff. So by the end, it felt like a scrap because it was, like, there was two of us left. You know what I mean? To, like, deal the killing. Like, we went from 11 players and we were all, like, everyone was dropping, like, flies. And we were like, oh, my God. And it was, like, you know, so it really built up to something so epic and amazing, but at no point felt like a big math class or anything like that. So I would earnestly genuinely say, find a situation or a reason during the next session or two for the group to have to go off and do two different tasks simultaneously, Mm -hmm. and then literally flip, alternate sessions and say, hey, look, everyone's allowed to come everyone's allowed to come watch the other games and everything like that, and it would be kind of fun because they'll get to see more of this expanded world that you've probably already made in a infinitely more manageable way than what you're currently doing because yeah what you're currently doing i don't think is entirely uh feasible or uh it's certainly not over a long term either and i think this way yeah. is much more manageable this is too many players to play this game i think that we end
0: up running into these situations a lot when we kind of are pushing against the bounds of what Dungeons and dragons was made for like Dungeons and Dragons was optimized to have mm. a balance of role playing and combat with parties in between from three to six, really three to five, but six is also possible. So you're really pushing yeah. the bounds of what this game can do. I say this all mm-hmm. the time. If you want to do something else, don't do Dungeons and Dragons. Maybe you need to do something that's a little more participatory. This feels like a perfect amount of people for LARPing and for like yeah. for it to be a little bit more like. True role playing that things are happening all at the same time, but I don't think Dungeons and Dragons is the thing to do. I like what you're suggesting, though, Jasper, of splitting the party into two. They do this on Friends at the Table all the time, where like different Mm -hmm. players play at all times. I just don't think all of you can do it at the same time. You just have the opposite problem of what everyone has, which is no one wants to play with me, and it's hard to schedule, (laughs) and someone's not having fun.
1: Like, (laughs) which is why I don't want to. Which is why I don't want to advise them to do something else. I'm like, no, no, this is great. Like, I'm so happy for you that, that this is happening. You know right. what I mean? Because it's so freaking rare that this ever happens. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that would be my... Uh, I mean, feeling. And also, you could find other ways to incorporate the six players that aren't playing. You know, you could say to like... You know one of the younger players like hey do you want to like come and be a fun little npc for me um right. this is the information you need to give them uh you know what i mean or like to someone else you'd be like hey do you want to like come up with uh an encounter for this for like the next session and like i'll run that encounter and like just because it's like fun and it gives them a bit of an investment and also it kind of eases the burden on you a little bit yeah. as like the to have to generate all this stuff if you kind of say like hey guys so for the next session like when you have one group sit them down and be like okay so for the next session i want to throw something really big at the other team what Mm. should i throw at them you know what i mean like that would be really fun like i feel like i would really enjoy that and not only then it would be really fun talking to the group and be like "Ha, you had to fight the pit fiend because that was our suggestion that's ah, 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 funny 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 funny
0: yes i think what i'm more saying is like the reason why you can't find anything and why initiative is taking forever is because you are pushing against the bounds of what this thing can do
1: absolutely i made a suggestion
0: to someone uh over on the join the party patreon who was running a DD club and was trying Trying to figure out a way similar to, like, how do you have 12 people have fun at the same time? And what I came up with was, like, what if there was, like, a cosmic tournament where... Teams of adventurers did the same thing at the same time in parallel Mm. universes and then competed against each other of how they did it the best. So I think what'd be interesting is like, okay, you are now everyone you need to come up with how you're going to do this, and we're gonna play it for five minutes. And whoever gets the best gets three points, whoever does the second best gets two points, and whoever does the worst gets one point. And then you run through a bunch of those situations and then figure out a way to like make your inter-party competition to uh, yep. be really fun yeah it, it is high concept but that's the only way to kind of justify it I guess
1: yeah, I think that would, that would work. That's what I mean. And like, but like, even if you do split the party, there's then ways to like, you could do stuff like that to then bring the party back together for like, yeah. you know, uh, a session or two with some sort of big, sort of set PC show PC type moment as well. And I think that also because the other thing that I would worry for, and it's not even worry for you, it's just worry for the players, is like it's gonna be hard to like give players like an individual yeah. moment or a session or whatever or something that really feels like it's for them and really empowering for them. And I really do feel like that's a big part of why people love TTRPGs and Dungeons and Dragons in general is because it gives you those moments of like, oh, I did it. Like I had a real like heroic moment and I wouldn't, you know, and it's going to be impossible for you to track, you know, has everyone had like a heroic moment when you're, you know, just trying to do initiative for 12 people plus, you know, and I'm assuming, I'm assuming that you're going to have to be throwing at least six seven plus enemies yeah you know what i mean plus a big bad just to make combats even vaguely balanced <laughs> yeah so yeah and also just maybe get more au with killing party members and just being like i think that's like you know I, I, i'm genuinely being serious like i i honestly think like when you have that many people i think you could one way that you could really in, like drive engagement is be like Look, you guys can all die. Yeah. Like 100%, you can all die. You'll come back with a new character next session, but this character, they could die. That's cool. Like... I think it's so much more feasible with like 12 players because I think it would just feel a little bit more natural but also would definitely uh, spur me on <laughs> were I one of 12. But like, okay, we have to work together as a team because they are, there's like internet devourers and do you know what I mean? All kinds of things or or what are they called? Whites, I think, that yeah, have yeah, the scream yeah, ability yeah. that just reduces you to zero hit points. Just throw like a six of them. You know what I mean? Jesus. great.
0: Oh, I am having a brain blast for something really dumb. Wouldn't Ooh, it be please, funny please. if you gave whiteboards, little mini whiteboards, to every one of your players, and they all acted at the same time? Wouldn't that be crazy? And they have and they Whoa. have to hide it from each other, so you all do your things, your actions simultaneously, and you can't talk to each other unless because it's like the heat of battle, right? So if you end up organizing Ooh. something together, you had to have
1: planned it ahead of time so you all you all have to do something or, or, or you have to be on the same initiative and if you're on the if you roll the exact same initiative maybe you could sit next to each other and you can or no no no, no, no you don't can.
0: even do initiative it's all the players oh, act see. at the same time and you all need to write your actions down on a whiteboard and then you do it at the same time and then that's how you start killing people because if someone is doing something that is ill-advised then they're going to get targeted mm. on by the massive enemies that are bearing down on you. Like, imagine it's yeah. like I swing my sword, and then it's like the dragon eats you. It's like, yeah, because I'm doing it. It's you you made your move, and now I'm making my move. Like, think about mm-hmm. doing this like it's an action movie or like a like a um, mm. a fire emblem in fire yeah. emblem style RPG. Instead. You charge
1: in there as the wizard centers fireball on six of the party members. Exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> if you guys, if you you can also do friendly fire, 100. percent. Yeah.
1: That, yeah, I think that well, could be really fun if
0: all of you had like you if all of you did stuff at the same
1: time. That'd be very fun. That'd cool. be very fun.
0: Uh, Dorpspur, I think we helped. Were we helpful?
1: I think we helped. I think we helped. I think we're pretty helpful. I think we're helpful people. I'm
0: th- I, i I'm trying. I am I think we were helpful. Yeah. I think it was good. I think we were and, and we got invited
1: I, I... to Arizona, which is pretty cool. I'm so excited to go to Arizona. When is it? What are the dates? I think it's next. It seems like it's next summer. Next summer? Okay, 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 cool, cool. Are we talking like June, July, August?
0: That's all the information I have, unfortunately.
1: Okay, okay. Cool. Just, it's fine. Just in your own time, send us through all the deets. Um, we'll book flights uh, and everything like that. Let us know if you need us to go Dutch on the old Airbnb. Uh, we can do that. We'll bring some brewskis. We can also, we can arrange all of that stuff We will excited. not be sleeping at your Airbnb. We will be at a different Airbnb. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're in the Airbnb, Eric. We're getting the authentic experience. Alright, I'm getting a bed. I need a bed. <laughs> <laughs> no, you will be sharing a bed with two other dudes from this, uh, this stag do, and, uh, and you'll lump it, okay? Because not everyone can afford the Airbnb that we can, and I'm not going to be those people. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be those people who's like, oh, nah, we're not going to do... I've got money, so I'm going to go and stay at a fancy Airbnb down the road. No, Eric. oh yeah, I'm so loaded no.
0: for pod being podcast
1: rich. You, yeah, I, honestly, I met Eric recently, and I can't. I can only tell you this: the ch- like it's impressive. He actually puts loads of like cloth around his neck to hide all of the jangly chains that he has on because this dude is loaded. He was there flashing credit cards and debit cards, and and like they're all like metal and debit cards. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, and debit cards. And he and he had. He <laughs> he had all these loyalty cards for different shops, but they were like black ones, so that meant that all the stuff he got from those shops are free, just because he's such a big deal. Yeah, I went uh, to this the guy whiskey store. Rich.
0: I went to the whiskey store, and they're, oh mm-hmm. my god, Mister Silver. I didn't know that you were coming. Oh my god,
1: I didn't know that you were here. I didn't, I didn't know, know you. Know. I'm so sorry. I didn't know you were uh, coming. I was would have made a, you know, made up the red carpet for you, sir. Like that's what they actually said. <laughs> like ten months
0: from now, there's a different advice podcast. Or advice column that's like, Hi, so my friend threw a bachelor party for me, and he invited
1: two podcasters who showed up and were really, really weird the entire time. They really made it all about them. They kind of acted like it was their bachelor party, and, like, they got belts. They got WWE belts for, like, just being there. And, like... They kept insisting that we eat bad food. <laughs> they kept
0: they kept insisting we play Super Smash Bros. and FIFA over and over, so they would
1: win. But they already had two belts for just being there, so I'm sort of slightly confused as to how or why. I
0: want to be I want to be mad at my best man, but he says he didn't think they would come to Arizona. I have conflicted feelings, and my wedding is two months
1: away. What do I do? They're also now coming to my wedding and I really want to be able to uninvite them, but I don't know how. <laughs> my wa- even my wife's really excited about them coming and so it feels like a hard sell to uninvite them at this point.
0: <laughs> they kept flogging their podcast.
1: They said they're going to do a speech which is just going to be an episode of their show Games and Feelings. <laughs> they said,
0: "Oh my god, so excited we can do a Games and Feelings live show at your live wedding." Show at your wedding? And I don't like
1: that. <laughs> what do I do? My wife's already signed up to be the special guest for that episode. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. uh, Sorry to bother you again. It's me. Uh, These two podcasters, my wife's now made them godparents to our child. Is there anything I can do to stop this from happening from a legal standpoint? They keep recording
0: cameos with my my new baby. How do I get them to stop? And now, now they're planning bachelor party two back in Arizona, but it's not again. It's you can't have a second bachelor party, so it's mostly for them. What do I do?
1: Yeah, and I'm not even invited. It feels weird. Yeah, they said they said your friend said you were terrible at games, so you can't come. But they have we they have got a cardboard cutout of me that they're gonna carry around with them. Oh my God! Okay, well, I think we managed to just get ourselves uninvited from the bachelor party in Arizona. Jasper, I'm uh, like, so... I'm
0: like, the, we're in a plane that's crashing,
1: and I'm trying to pull up. <laughs> I'm trying to pull up and get out of the get out of the dive. And I'm on the wings, just trying to eat this wing off a little more. Like it looks like it'll come if I just pull it a little harder.
0: You're you're, you're the monster on the wing from the Twilight Zone yeah. that no one can see, but except for one guy.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, like the one in the Simpsons. That's yes. The that's uh, yeah. the reference that I have yeah, there the you go, there symptoms, you go. when the Simpsons did it yeah. Jasper you're <sighs> great where, where can people find you on the internet uh, well I tell you where they can find me in Arizona <laughs> next summer am I right <laughs> 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 if you're in San Francisco in a
0: few weeks at the end of September come see us at Big Bad Con we, we're gonna do Please. this in person enjoy Please. this in person
1: uh please yeah uh I'm going to be oh okay right <clears throat> back in the game I'm going to be at Insomnia uh which is a uh the UK uh video game uh, and sort of g- gaming generally convention I'm doing a live D&D show there, but it's not like a sit-down actual play show. It's that we play characters, and we roll a big foam D20, and that we kind of act stuff out on stage, and the audience gives us cues, and it's very, very fun. Um, so that's going to be cool. I'm going to be a big bad con. I'm going to be uh, doing... I'm going to be at EGX. I'm going to be Dragon Meet. I'm doing loads of conventions this year, which is very, very exciting. Um, if you want to get all the details for all of that stuff, or get in touch with me, uh, etc., you can do at JW underscore Cartwright on all of my social medias. Check out 3 Black Halflings. Oh, we, we just launched our Patreon. We've got a bunch of new cool stuff on our Patreon. Hell yeah. Including a 500 pound a month tier. That, that Because that was, the, we, we joked about doing it and then people were like, yeah, you should do it. And I'm like, I don't think any of you are going to sign up. But okay. <laughs> it's there
0: to make the other tiers look better, Jasper. That's what it's there for.
1: <laughs> there we go. That, I didn't even, I generally that wasn't even, I'm nervous about posts. I'm like, people are not going to get that this is a joke. No,
0: no, no, no! It's a consumer <laughs> thing. You put it there. If someone does it, then it's awesome. But it it makes right, everything yeah, else yeah, look yeah. more
1: affordable. Look if, how cheap! Yeah, look how cheap this tier, this 10, 10 buck tier is. Because look, the other one is five hundred dollars. Yeah, exactly. Which actually is like it's it's five hundred pounds. So it's probably like six hundred dollars, <laughs> like crazy, it's a lot of money. Actually, no, I, I, I mean that's so. hilarious. Ooh. It's still funny.
0: Uh yeah, you could. <laughs> you just keep listening to us do this. Come to Big Bad Con, um, and listen to my other shows. Join the party and tell me about it. Uh, by the time this episode comes out, we'll be in Arizona,
1: baby. <laughs> I'm sorry, we'll be in please. Arizona. Ja- we will have
0: recorded an <laughs> episode. We will, we'll, we will record an episode of telling me about it with Jasper. That's gonna happen. But Brendan Lee Mulligan's gonna be on the show, we, and that episode's already Whoa. out. Very excited.
1: Okay, you've got a pretty okay. You've got a second tier guest coming up right before the first tier guest, me. Yeah, you know what Jean, I mean? that's Brennan is
0: laying the groundwork for you 100%. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, just so that like laying that runway so that my private jet can land. You know what I mean? That's, that's what Brennan's doing. So, thank you. Thanks, Brennan. Appreciate that, buddy. Uh, I'll uh, see you soon. I actually, I'm hoping to go for dinner with Brennan soon. So that'll yeah,
0: yeah yes. it'll be good. I'll be there. I'll just I'll be standing there. I'll be your waiter. Uh, I yeah. won't be invited, but I'll serve you bread. Um, hey, can I have
1: some bread, please? Can I get some bread and oil, please? Oh, and, hey, what's um, up? I work
0: here for the time being. Oh, hey, hey,
1: yeah, yeah, up? good, 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 good. Do you want to come to a bachelor party with me <laughs> and my buddy in Arizona? <laughs> It's I'm kind a, of inviting a, everyone a, so. <laughs> um,
0: And yeah, follow me on Twitter At L underscore Silvero And on TikTok, Eric the Silver It's, it's very fun, it, I'm having a lot of fun Just
1: so you time. know, that's his name if he was a Lucha It is, that, it so. is,
0: it is, and my name if I did the It was my middle name uh, Hey Jasper, thanks as always for doing this This was very fun uh, And remember, I'm gonna see you in Arizona Buddy <laughs>
1: Yay! Yeah!
0: Games and Feelings is produced by Eric Silver and edited and mixed by Misha Stanley. The theme music is returned to French Toast Castle by Jeff Bryce and the art was created by Jessica Boyd. Find transcripts for this episode and all episodes at our website, gamesandfeelings.com. Until next time, press X to enjoy the podcast.